Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. Sean's up there to my probably left or right. I can't tell on this thing because it's a mirror, I guess. But uh, and then below, we've got our special guest today is Graham Ray Hall, and he's the co-owner of our newest team in Moto America, that being Ray Hall Ducati Moto. And Graham, thanks for joining us today. It's uh, we, we've been trying to get you on for a while, but the timing, uh, the timing couldn't be better as, as we have some things to talk about today that are new. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for, for having me on here. And, uh, you know, we're very, very excited. Or what's ahead of us, very, very excited to be a part of Moto America. Uh, you know, looking forward to uh, to what next year has in store. Do you want to get scared real quick? <laughs> sure. There's 76 days until the until practice at Daytona. <laughs> well, partly feeling that. Yeah. Um, I know James and I know I know Ben are feeling that more than me, probably. Right. Um, you know, but we're we're very excited by it. I think you know we've got a great staff that we've built up. Um, you know, being able to get Ben on board was a huge accomplishment for us. Um, I felt strongly that Ben was a guy that kind of validated what we were doing, um, but also allowed us to really lean on him to uh, for his knowledge and all the information that he has from his background. And then, um, you know, getting James Compton back into the paddock, you know, James, um, most people remember him from the Jordan Suzuki days and right. You know, I think, uh, after that, he kind of went off and he's been doing his own thing, built his own bikes and stuff, but to get him back has been huge. His knowledge base has been tremendous. And so, uh, we're really excited. I feel like we've got a, a great group of guys um, assembled, and uh, and I think it's going to help us a lot as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about it for a lot of reasons, Graham. Um, you know, of course, I live in Granville, so Ohio. I think you may yeah. not, or at least I got to bring that up immediately. So, um, you know, it's it's great for us. I mean, obviously, the Ray Hall name is a household name in the country, but certainly in Licking County and all over Ohio. I mean, my gosh, you know, when I moved in 97 and thought, oh, I'm going to be dope, it was Bobby then. And I yeah. he went in in 86 and at the end and all that. And I know what mid-Ohio means to you guys. So, you know, that's I'm, we're jumping around a little bit, but I want to talk to you about obviously mid-Ohio is a special track for you. Yeah. It's kind of cool that we're going back there when the team is, is when you're involved with us now. So it's so awesome. I'm, I'm very excited about mid Ohio. Um, probably three years ago, uh, Wayne and I were having some beers up in Lake Tahoe where I'm at now. And Wayne said to me, he said, Graham, I, I need you to get the Ohio repaved. I said, well, Wayne, I had that kind of pull, but I would definitely bother them until, until they break. And, uh, you know, Kevin and Kim and the owners of, of the Ohio to them too. Uh, for any car, they repaid turn one last year. And it was so fast. Um, 130 mile an hour, 125 mile an hour corner. I mean, really wildly fast. And uh, 
those guys, same guys that got the paying contract for turn one are doing the entire track now. I mean, turn one was kind of a test dummy to, you know, what can we do? What can it be? And uh, it was beautiful paying. I mean, it did a wonderful job. So I'm, I'm very excited for all the riders. I'm very excited for, you know, motorcycle enthusiasts to be back in Ohio. Um, there's a lot of them in the Midwest, you know, and that's oh, yeah. years is a thriving uh, marketplace. So uh, certainly we're, we're excited for that. And, um, you know, hopefully we can have some success there. It'd be great to, uh, uh, to have our bikes out on track and, and, uh, have a lot of our clients, you know, from the Midwest customers, uh, whether it's in the year Cleveland, they can come out and join us. Um, and we're excited by that. Yeah. So at this point, Graham, I mean, you're, you live in Indy now, but I mean, I was thinking of you as New Albany and do you, I mean, you're, I know you're a Buckeye fan. In fact, oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta say something. I gotta digress for a minute. It's kind of weird. So I grew up North of Syracuse. So I'm a huge Syracuse orange fan, but by osmosis, but the Buckeyes at some game and I were all in on the team. I cannot believe that the quarterback went to, to Syracuse. I know. You know, said about that a little bit. I know. It's wild. Yeah. So it's a wild thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Look, I'm a Columbus boy. Period. Yes. I mean, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I I grew up with, you know, obviously my dad with the Coffins and drag racing. Larry Pegram, obviously, it was big in motorcycle racing in that time. Um, I actually knew Larry more from racing go karts and stuff against him and and playing around with him than anything else. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Columbus, Ohio guy. I just in 2010 because of a new car, I moved to Indy. And uh, I figured, you know, this is where I've got to be. If I'm going to be dedicated to my craft, I need to be here. And then out all of that began all of this other junk, whether it's the uh, Ducati dealership in Indy, we've got our Piaggio store. So uh, Prilliam on Gucci Vespa, uh, Piaggio Scooters, we've got a great, great rail performance, which is kind of the mothership of it all. And, you know, high-end car sales service, track prep, et cetera. So um, Indy now is very much home. Uh, you know, I miss Columbus. All the time. I love Columbus, Ohio. How do you find the time to do all the stuff that you have? I know I know from working with them, you have very good people and you would need that. But still, when I look at the the portfolio of businesses that you have, it's it's crazy. And then when I think, okay, and this guy also has to race a car and now he's also got a Moto America team, it's 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 kind of cool that you've got that much going on. Well, I think you have to always look that way. Um no, I think people, drivers, riders, athletes in general, if you believe, if you believe it's going to go on forever, it's just simply not. Um, and you need to look outside of that as to what, you know, opportunities may come or opportunities that you can create that are things that you're passionate about, that you're drawn to. And, you know, for me, uh, Grand Royale performance was always that. Um, or maybe even more so, the Ducati dealership, the passion of the Ducati store was a huge part of that. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a lifelong Ducati, you know, fan and free when I was a kid, my dad always had bikes. In fact, we would, we would always go ride out towards Granville and a lot of the back roads. Um, that's what we love to do together. And so a lot of this stuff has, has started because of that. Now the Moto America thing was, um, some people know this, Dad mentioned this. Years ago, we, we were very close to jumping back in um, or jumping in with BMW. Yes. And um, and we had the bikes, we had uh, riders signed, we had mechanics, I mean, everything. It was a full factory BMW deal. And the very last second, it 
I mean, I believe everything has signed and done. It's all it. And so Dad and I always had the itch to, you know, try to get back into uh, the full of motorcycle racing in some capacity. And so uh, this just worked out perfect to get the opportunity with Expel, which is a massive um, pay protection film company, ceramic coatings, um, window tints. Uh, they've been a big partner of mine, whether it was at my uh, my paint protection company in Indy, uh, through our dealerships, through, I mean, I've been, a, I've been a user of their product for 15, 20 years. And so, um, you know, when they came on board and we started to talk about the opportunity with Moto America, I think everybody lit up. You know, everybody felt that it was a great spot to go and and to, to expose, you know, people uh, to their product as well. I mean, as I said to them, that, you know, they are probably the biggest single sponsor in the series, maybe, um, at least in their capacity, what they're doing, their branding of two bikes, um, completely uh, doing all the things that they've done. Um, but people in power sports, and in particular motorcycles, don't often think about Hate protection film or don't often think about ceramic coatings on their bikes and it makes a massive difference and i can tell you the ducati red when you get a when you get ceramic coating on that that color pops like nothing you've ever seen and so uh we were excited to have them come on board that really is what gave us the energy and the and the fuel obviously the funds to to uh to jump in and so uh, it's a perfect opportunity um we're really really pumped to get going i'm, I'm super Excited for Daytona. Unfortunately, I believe it's the exact same weekend as my race in St. Petersburg. I don't think I can make it, which is a massive bummer because Daytona 200, I've been following, been a fan of since again, Larry, you know, when, when Larry was still there back in the day. Uh, so when I first recognized how crazy those guys were, uh, and, you know, now to be able to participate with the team is, is pretty awesome. Oh, that sucks. You're not going to be there, but. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm, kind of, I'm super pumped about it. Like, literally yesterday on the following week, was asking me to, as I ran, I just can't, like, I, it's the one, you know, that I'd love to go to. It's just it's just not, not possible, but uh, we'll be there in spirit. I know a lot of my friends that normally come to the Indy car race, I know are going to go and and, uh, and check out the uh, the 200 and then come over and, and see us as much as they can. So, do we go? That's great. Well, I think we've got something to talk about today that's new. Yeah, uh, yeah let's get to that. Let's get to that because I, I I think it's a pretty cool deal. I also think it's cool that um, I think you've you found a rider that's like similar height. <laughs> yeah, when I met him, I was like, whoa, what the? You're you're not what I expected, right? Well, let, let's tell the people what that is. Yeah. They they uh, excited. Yeah, um, but we'll be adding a third entry uh, in Super Sport uh, Ducati V2 for Corey Alexander. Um, Roller Die Informing has come on as the primary sponsor of that bike. Um, Ray Hammonds at Roller Die has been an absolutely amazing. Uh, he's a big support of our team prior, and then he and I had some conversations recently, and uh, uh, and he he felt very strongly that we're going to you know help give Corey a good opportunity to. Uh, uh, to, to jump in with us, jump on board with us and showcase what he can do. And so we felt it was a great opportunity as well because from a knowledge perspective, obviously Corey um, has got a lot of experience and I think you know, he can bring a lot of, of, of knowledge of the Ducati product as well to the table. And uh, I think um, I, I think that would be great. I know Richie for a long time. Uh, Richie and I have done a lot of, uh, 
a lot of deals, uh, you know, like specialty. Part of my business, part of the Degati business is very specialty bikes, unique bikes. So very rare one-off bikes. It's kind of how I got into it originally anyway. So Richie and I have done deals forever. So small world that this all comes together, but uh, we're super thrilled to have Corey on board. Uh, Roller Guy Informing is as his uh, primary sponsor on Ducati V2 and, um, you know, give us three good bullets in that, in that gun to, uh, to go out there with. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, Graham, so the fact that Richie, I mean, HVMC, their family's dealership, they, they sell Ducatis. That's what you're talking yeah. about. You've done deals through that dealership. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hudson Valley, you know, we've, we've known each other for a long time. Obviously, this is completely independent of them. Um, you know, when I first started looking at um, doing Moto America probably three years ago, you know, one of the first calls I made was to Richie just to, to ask questions and to see what he thought. So uh, so it's weird how, how small the world it is and how things work sometimes. And, you know, we're, we're excited to have Corey, obviously. You know, like he said, he's, he's a lot taller than I expected. I was like, hey, man, like that's... You know, I just saw PJ a week before or the week after. I can't remember, but uh, two two polar opposites, you know. But we we are really pumped about our lineup. Um, obviously, PJ, you know, Corey, they are their nodes. Um, I, I feel strongly both of them are winners. I feel strongly that we should see them out front all the time. And I think Sheila is the most exciting prospect that's been in the sport in a long time. And so... I'm extremely proud that she's on our team. Uh, I said this a little bit at our notes, but, but I I feel very strong a lot of seeing females in motorsport. Obviously, you know, my wife um, is really important to us, you know, to Courtney and, and everything. But also, if you go back to my dad with Danica, you know, giving Danica her first big opportunity and look where she went from there. I think the same can be said for Kayla. You know, she gets out there, she does well, she wins. The opportunities for Kayla are going to be endless. Um, whether it's here, whether it's Europe, uh, I'm excited to play a small part in, in getting her, you know, getting her out there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with Kayla. You know, you don't even have to say what her gender is. She's an incredible rider. I mean, she's just watching her life. It doesn't matter. I mean, she just is all in. She's great. It speaks volumes. That, uh, well, first off, anybody who follows her on social media sees her dedication. You know, whether she's training every day or whether she's out on, you know, the supermodel bike or whether she's, um, you know, we've, we're getting her a test bike, uh, just a, a, a V2 to get out and just ride, whether it be road, frankly, on the track, frankly, just get her comfortable with the bike itself. Um, but, you know, her dedication is very impressive. Um, and I think, that that'll carry her a long way, but it speaks volumes to Kayla's capability. When a guy like Paolo from Ducati Corsa calls me and says, "Hey, you know, this this is the best female I've ever seen on a bike." Yeah, that's good. And, and yeah, she's sixteen. And when Paolo says that, you listen, right? And Paolo's been around forever. So you name it, he's been around it. Valentino and and uh, Casey, you know, of course, Nikki and Ben and. Uh, the list kind of goes on to you know uh, to 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 their dominance of today you know in, in Moto GP World Superbike. So when Paolo speaks, you listen to him. To me, I was very impressed, and I thought, well, you know, we definitely. And she was already on my she was she was already on our list of, of targets, but then it was immediately like, okay, well, 
let's just get her signed out. Let's get this done and let's move forward. So uh, we're, we're really pumped up. She's so polished too. Like Sean can attest to, it's like, she's one of our favorites from a PR standpoint because she just gets it yeah. and you just send her, you just let her loose and she, she takes care of it. She doesn't need any. And she, it, it's hard to believe sometimes how young she actually is considering, you know, what she's capable of doing with that stuff. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, for all of them, I think, you know, the, the marketing team that we're assembling behind this, um, you know, the PR team, uh, that we have with Reese, uh, who's got tremendous experience, um, you know, over MotoGP and HRC and uh, Ducati for our Formula One. I mean, everything else. Uh, his energy has been tremendous, and and what he's been able to bring to the table already. And I think he's going to help take all of these riders to the next level. Uh, but you are right. I mean, and that's a big part of this too. You know, when we look at you know today's announcement with with Rollerdyne forming a Corey. Corey's bike. I mean, that's a huge deal for us, and we want to make sure uh, that we uh, that we take care of Roller Die, that we get them their ROI, that we make it uh, make this a successful campaign for them, uh, just as much as we do for the riders and everybody else. And so, uh, we're building a lot of attention to detail on all the aspects of you know, of, of this program uh, to make sure that we do it right to to, to do it to what we would expect from IndyCar. That doesn't mean that what Indy, what, what we expect from IndyCar is, is better or whatever. It's just a different mentality. But I do find that, you know, um, there are certain things, certain areas that uh, that I think we can help kind of change the, change the game and, and the way that people go about their business. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I feel like this is just a tremendous opportunity I'm very excited to to work with uh, to work with Wayne and Richard and Terry. I mean, we we've spoken to these guys for years, you know. I mean, years about doing this, um, and to finally see it all come together, and then to get Ohio back and some of the other things that I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited about. It's just it's uh, it's huge momentum, you know, for the series. I think it's huge momentum for us as a brand. You know, we we obviously for Ducati Indianapolis. Uh, Ducati Cleveland. I mean, these are big, this is a big deal for us as well. Um, you know, but I think, uh, you know, PJ, Kayla, Corey, they're going to do a wonderful job for us and, and we're excited. I have a question as far as, sorry, Sean, I have a question as far as what, how similar, I mean, it's all racing, right? And racers are the same, yeah. whether you race a go kart or whether you race, yeah, whether you're at Bonneville Salt Flats or a NASCAR driver, they're racers. Yeah. How similar. Well, with your limited knowledge of Moto America, which I think is actually not that limited, but what yeah. what's the similarities between the two series? Is there is there anything or not? I mean, of course, you know, naturally the the competition side is very similar. Um, the difficulty of, of Moto America for me right now is understanding the rules fully. Uh, that's not really my job either. I mean, obviously you got James and Ben and the guys that are digging into that, but. But to try to understand what we can and can't do, to try to understand you know, what exhaust system we can or can't run, is it really legal? Is it not? Is it, you know, there's a lot of questions, uh, particularly in super sport, that, uh, that I, you know, for me, there's a lot of learning. Whereas IndyCar, you know, I'm pretty aware right away of this. And, but again, if somebody came out of Moto America and the IndyCar, you'd think the same thing. You'd be like, well, I don't, I don't understand, you know, what can I do? What can't I? And so, uh, so at least, you know, that's where the biggest learning curve. I mean, the racing side of things, the fundamentals of going racing, you know, racing is racing. I mean, 
I don't care if you go to sports car racing, any car racing, NASCAR racing, World America. They're, they're you know, the, on the race day when the when the when the visor goes down, you know, the mentality I think is the is the exact same. Uh, the preparation side is the same. You know, I think we want to make sure that when our bikes go out and that they are prepared to the absolute max as best they can be. Uh, keep our riders safe, obviously, but also, you know, to be able to go fast. And so a lot of those things are are, are similarities. Um, it's really just down to the rules and what you, what areas you can exploit and what you can't. Um, and I think that that's, that's, uh, uh, that's the biggest learning curve for me. Uh, I hear from Ben almost every day and, and James about, oh, we learned this today or we figured this out. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all shapes up. Well, yeah, especially in super sport, Graham, because of, of all of our classes, it's arguably the most complicated with the super sport next generation. And I mean, looking at a 955 CCV twin versus a 599 four cylinder, you know, it's a balancing thing. And obviously, yeah. your bike is curtailed a fair amount. I mean, Josh Aaron talked to us about that. Chavi Flores said it last year. And, you know, so you're going into it with at least a bike that has, well, it's won the championship the past two years. There's some shoes to fill there. But I want to talk, talk to you a little bit about PJ because PJ, so he he was a runner-up at World Supersport a few years ago. And he was a, he was a runner-up at our Supersport a couple of years ago, too. The kid is a Supersport uh Specialist, I think, as well as he did on Superbike the past couple of years. I just interviewed him on Friday, and we talked a lot about how excited he is to be back in this class because of the, his size. You know, the way he rides a bike, he's he's a, a good person to be on that bike. It's a good choice to get him. So he was my number one target for the last couple of years. Um, you know, I I reached out to to PJ kind of right away. Um, Obviously, most people know Jay Root from the Ducati, and so Jason and I. But uh, it's probably been two or three years. You know, we started to go over a list of you know, who we thought maybe would good fit, who wouldn't be, um, and started to kind of follow guys and, and 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 see how they were doing, see the way they carried themselves, and see what their social media was like, and all these sorts of things. And uh, so PJ was, you know, was always kind of my first you know, go to guys that I thought if we can do the team off the ground, you know, he's the guy that we want to have. So I was excited to get him. Um, you know, I think he brings a lot to the table for our team. Obviously his success in super sport is great, but uh, his knowledge as well, just being able to race internationally the way he has race here a lot, the way he has, uh, that helps. That helps tremendously. And obviously the way that he can take that information, uh, and utilize that to, to help Kayla is important as well. I mean, I see that in, you know, in the way that my career has gone now, you know, I'm getting to be the older guy. So now a lot of young, you know, the young pops are coming up and you're, you're trying to pass a lot of that knowledge off and, and help them out. And so uh, I think PJ's going to be, uh, while he's still young and he's got a lot of, a lot of uh, wins still ahead of him, I think he's going to be great for the program as well. Yeah, let me, let me say, uh, well, I don't know if I'll be the first to say this to you, Graham, but uh, happy birthday on January 4th. You'll be uh, you'll be 35 years old after the first of the year. Yeah, so it's still pretty, that's still pretty young. I mean, you, I can't believe all the things you've done in, in 35 years. I don't know if I feel it, dog. Look at that. Although I don't feel as bad as probably, oh, shit, I remember seeing, you know, Nikki and those guys walk around and, just the amount of injuries and broken bones and stuff the motorcycle guys have is just wild. But, 
but certainly, you know, in my career, I've been fortunate to, to do this as long as I have. drive for the teams I've been able to drive for. You know, but the older you get, you certainly long self feel the way they did, you know, 15, 17 years ago. Uh, it takes a lot more effort, it takes a lot more energy. Um, but I also think it's true because the things I've learned too, I think I can pass on, you know, to, to try to help. Uh, Kayla in particular, um, you know, I would really keep her healthy. Uh, I know she's had some knee issues and things like that. So very good to keep her healthy. Uh, same with, with PJ and Corey with the recovery side and stuff like that. I mean, I'm getting older, so I've learned some things, good or bad. And Paul and Graham, I just want to tell you, we're going to be joined by a special guest. Uh, it's it's mini Graham here. Let me let me wait. I uh, let me take my blur off so we can see. It's in, it's mini Graham. Um, he needs. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Graham right um, right here. Yeah. And we've had yeah. the, uh, the Herndo, the Lara. How long have you had those? Well, they're 2023 month. Uh, Versions and I'm not going to take them out of the package. Graham knows you got to keep them in the package. <laughs> but there is scenarios that didn't make that many of well, uh, stand up things. I'm bringing so I had calls it mini daddies. Yeah, it's mini daddies. I was kind of being a relative on the podcast with, with mini, mini Graham here. So that you need to get warmed up. Yeah, there's a spot here in the back for you to sign, Graham, so I'm going to make sure I didn't do that. Something yeah, no, like that. that. In your words, I, I figured you remember this, so we will have to library a trailer a fair amount, and I know when you're on there. But you were, you know, you were, you were getting ready to sell your records, and I was like, man, that would be cool if you got some money for a team. And you said, well, maybe it'll work. We'll see what happens. Your team's exactly. years. That was Dylan. No, I know. I've, I've been working on this a long time. I keep saying there. That's the truth. I've worked on this a long time. We almost had it together last year. Uh, and it just, you know, it just didn't work in the end, uh, time-wise. And so, and again, you know, we felt like we needed to really be prepared. I mean, to try to put something out in December, it just wasn't going to go well. Um, but it's been, it's been two or three years of talking. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think early since I opened the Ducati Indianapolis, which was the end of 2020, um, that is probably when I was like, okay, you know, we, we need to get the motorcycle program on the road. Um, because I think for us from a branding standpoint, it's great for us to tie ourselves to Ducati is, is obviously great. Ducati's success has been amazing. Um, in, in Moto America, so for me, you know, there was a lot of reasons, but yeah, it's hard. It was hard to keep it under wraps because I, I, my wife said I talk too much. I'd like to talk, and then, and so uh, it's it, when you got a good, good, good secret to tell, it's it's hard to not. So uh, I'm glad it didn't really get out there that quick. You've obviously looked at the schedule, and and you've already told us that Daytona is going to be a, a no for you. How many races do you are you going to miss that conflict with with the racing you have to do behind the wheel? Well, I think we'll be able to make it. Uh, I was thinking I can make only about three or uh, maybe four races. Um, but I can guarantee you, I mean, we will try to make as many as we can. Uh, I, I, I'm super excited about all of this, and you know, I'm, I think it's going to be great for for our for our, our, our team and 
and first ones used to be there. So I'll try, I'll try my hardest and it adds inside. I know he wants to get there as much as possible. But as I said, we got a lot of friends and, and stuff that, uh, that are big motorcycle fans. I want that, that they're going to get out there and get their first taste of motor rare as well. So we'll, we'll get there as much as we can. I think it's going to be interesting for, and I think it's a plus for both series. Cause I can, I know how the motorcycle racing people are. If they have somebody to pull for, in another series they'll do it right like i i would be more interested in watching indycar now because I've, i'll get to know you even better but that sure. that'll give me some reason that i want to watch it more than in the past and i think that works both ways and i i, I think that that's kind of exciting really when you think about it well and i think it exposed a lot of sponsors uh, too you know it's something that we're trying to do is you know take take sponsors like expel which has been a nascar of course indycar anyway a long time ago hey you know check out check out what you can do over here um you know we've got the same with a few other partners uh that i can't announce or say anything yet but that are looking really positive um you know that have been around the, the big you know four-wheel motorsport for a long time um it'll be interesting to get them into two wheels to see what see what they think um and obviously there's still are are the the, the inherent challenges and things that are that are they're there um you know i was actually speaking to wayne last night about you know the tv package and stuff like that and i know it would continue to get better and they're gonna push that really hard and their subscription stuff looks really good um you know but for me um you know i, I think these i think there's a lot of partners that can be supposed to love and find it really attractive uh and at the end of the day motorcycle people motorcycle riders enthusiasts are a hardcore breed they're a hardcore breed and so to me, um, there's a great uh, branding opportunity for a lot of these companies. Uh, even if you look at, even if you look at like my biggest sponsor, any Guard United Rental, you know, I can guarantee you, and they are now a partner as of, as of how, they saw the motor, on the motor market program, I can guarantee you, there is a hell of a lot of United Rails employees that are motorcycle enthusiasts. And so I think it's a natural organic fit, right? But you've got to expose them to it, they've got to see it. So. Uh, uh, hopefully we can do that over the next year or so. Yeah, you know, Graham, I want to give you a little bit of an endorsement. I, I won't say the name unless you can you say it. So regarding Expel and regarding ceramic coatings, there there actually is a shop, a uh, good shop in New Albany that I go to that I believe uses Expel, and you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, Todd, yeah. What's that? Todd, Todd Cooper, right there. I love Todd. Yeah, I talk to him. I talk about you when I go there. But yeah, they use Expel films in Instagram Cody. Yeah. I've used them on my cars and my bikes, and you're absolutely right. I mean, if you want your bike, it's getting hard to be pristine. That's the way to keep it that way. See, I'm the perfect example. I had no idea that even existed. I mean, I don't know if it's a back east thing, and I'm in California, so we don't use that. But I don't understand why we wouldn't use it if it makes the thing look better and last longer. <laughs> oh well it's it's uh you know that's the exact reason we're doing this right i think there's a huge opportunity my ducati stores i'm using expel products for a long time you know i remember all like tank cutters you know you'd have these tank covers that were just in my opinion so ugly, but of course you don't have a zipper from your coat or your fly or whatever to, right you know now you put the clear film on it you frankly don't even see it and number two it creates some adhesion to it um, if you wrap it around the entire size of the tank, it creates a little bit of grip for you as well. Um, but the ceramic coating, you know, really it's, it's a high polish of the, of the, of the bike. And then you put the coating on the coating baits and it, and it, and it turned out, 
you know, you run through rain and the water just dissipates right off. Um, you know, you, you try to take care of that paint, keep it looking fresh. Uh, you use the ceramic booster, quick, quick spray every single time you go to clean it out. You know, the best thing I tell my employees every day at Ray Hall Paint Protection and, and, uh, in Indianapolis is that the best thing that we've got when you talk about expelled products, you're not selling state oil. It legitimately works. It saves your product. If you're going to go buy a $20,000, you know, V2, or you're going to go get a new Diablo V4, you're going to go get into the V4S, you're going to go get a multi. Uh, you're going to spend that kind of money. You want to assess, protect your investment. It is that simple. Just like you buy a new car. I mean, no car is cheap nowadays. None. So you go get a new car. You know, you want to make sure, particularly if it's dark colors, that you're taking care of that product. And um, and and that's what the, the cell does. I mean, obviously a lot of people use window tint. A lot of people know the nano ceramic technology to keep, to keep heat out and stuff like that. But the cell film uh, combined with, with with ceramic fusion is, I'm telling you, is, it's fascinating on, on the bikes. You know, we're kind of doing parts and panels. Some guys want to wrap the entire bike. That's a very time consuming. It's, a, you know, you've got to have a good installer doing that. Um, but we can certainly do PPR or a lot of the major touch points and then ceramic the entire bike. And then uh, it, it makes life a lot easier when you're trying to clean it up. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, that's what I've done. And I mean, for sure, you put the, the film on. I've done this, like you said, top Ty Cooper, right? Or this esoteric. So I put the film on and, or had them do it. I don't do it. And then they put the ceramic. You can put it over the film, not just over the paint. Yeah. It really seals everything so nicely. And you're right. I mean, it really cleats things up very well. Um, hey, I want to ask you about one other thing. So this may be a little before your time, Graham, but I don't think it is before Bobby's. You mentioned about Wayne. We all know the career that Wayne had. And the other guy was one of the other guys, other than Kevin Schwarz, with, of course, Eddie Lawson. And Eddie raced for a while in, uh, with Rick Gallus, and he was with Tasman. Yeah. And we thought he was going to be our guy in champ car back then. And after a while, he didn't he didn't think his car was competitive, and he just he won so many elections in motorcycle racing that he did he didn't like not winning. But I want to ask you about that because you are a motorcycle uh, rider. When you're in the car, you can't you can't leave, and you know. So can you affect an indie car at all with your body when you're driving it? No, no. So no, it's it's so different. Um, but speaking to Ben about you know. The way that he processed, you know, certain handling characteristics of bike and things like that, as weird as it was, they were actually very similar. Uh, particularly, kind of, you know, judging, um, you know, your, your traction and things like that based on the rear tire and the way that the bike would move and, you know, whether it kind of like kind of slides and takes a set or whether it just keeps going. Those sensations, the way that you feel it through your butt, is the same, uh, which is kind of an interesting, interesting dynamic, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys that come out. I mean, you've seen Valentino do it right now, um, you know, in Europe, really push hard on, on getting a full wheel racing. You know, there's a lot of guys that come out of motorcycle racing can be very competitive in cars. And naturally, I think part of that is just quite simply, it's a, it's a hell of a lot safer. Um, you know, the, the stuff that's around you, right? It gives you this, uh, this sensation of safety, whether that's true or not. And, uh, and I think that, you know, guys that grew up racing on bikes and running at the top levels and going 200 miles an hour plus on a, on a, on a bike, 
I can guarantee you a car is going to feel a lot slower, you know? So, uh, I think, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And I mean, even Ben, you know, now he's doing a lot of, of four wheel track days and things like yeah. that. So, um, a lot of people, you know, go back and forth, but, you know, as I said, I remember so well having Nikki. I mean, Nikki came to 500 every year, pretty much. So I'd see him every, every year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously still a real shame that he's not with us, but, uh, you know, to, to see to see the way that he walked around and so I was just in pain of looking at him there. I was like, God, you need to you guys need to get you need to get something around you to keep you safer about that. But they, they thought we were nuts. You know, I used to always tell him, I said, dude, you are the craziest guy I know and he, he was at the Indy five hundred course and he's like, Well, what are you talking about? What, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, Well, I guess that's just natural. You know, we all think each other are not from uh, and that's why we compete in our given worlds. I tell you, I did I did a Kevin Schwantz school at Indianapolis when they opened the road circuit. I think it was right before the first time they had the Grand Prix there. And I couldn't believe like going down the front straightaway, like on TV and stuff, it looks big. But when I, I couldn't imagine two cars going through there at that speed. It was like, it just, that that's the, the impact it had on me. It was like, how do they do that? Well, and then when, you know, when you get there on race day and the crowd fills in and you got 300,000 people there, it feels like you're driving in a tunnel. Yeah. I mean, it literally just goes from the ink out of like this, like all, all this aluminum all over the place to like, everybody's just, it just feels like everything's on top of you. Uh, so it's pretty interesting how Indy does that. It's definitely. It's a massive place though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I wish we still raced there. I love to see bikes. I know, I know, I know. That was another winning topic. Was hey, we got to get Roger to do this, so we'll keep putting the bug in his. So he's put you in charge of that as well. Why is it? You know, just trying to work. I can sit. I can sit and repeat a lot. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, Graham. Yeah, there was in there was in the Sunday or the eighty five hundred. So you were otherwise occupied, but Paul. And I were there with uh, with Josh Shays and Cameron Bobier, and they did a lap around the track. Yeah, it was cool. And we were we loved the fact that we were in the media, uh, well, in the line with all the celebrities with our riders, and then you know we we stayed for the race, and it was like, it's like a tunnel, but that was incredible that year. We saw you guys, and and he, they went around the track. Yeah, five hundred's awesome, man. I mean, it's, there's nothing in the world like it, at least that I've been exposed to. So um, yeah. You know, on a single day, man, it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable for a lot of people. I mean, you can see like a lot of guys may not do the whole series anymore, but they stick around and make sure they still go to Indy as long as they can. That's what it looks like from the outside anyway. Yeah, for sure. This guy's like Elio who will do it next year or um, won't do the full season. I mean, I think that's kind of the evolution of it. Guys can still be very competitive there. They may lose the edge a little bit on some of the road courses, but they can be competitive there. Um, so they, they stick around and do it, but, uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Indy's a special place, man. You can win there. It changes the entire world. And I've been close before. I haven't gotten it done yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it changes your world for sure. Yes. Yeah, so Graham, two things I got to point out, we're going to wrap here, but I, I've been waiting for this opportunity. So I need to talk to you about a couple of things. You won the first, and, and we're not going to count the first, first one. You won the first race you ever raced in St. Petersburg, right? Yeah. You, you yeah, St. Pete 08. And again, you had, but you don't realize how hard the second was going to be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but again, in any car racing, it's an interesting thing because there's a lot of people. It's like PGA Tour. There's a lot of people that will compete and compete at a high level and be up front and never win. And people forget that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that never win at all. Um, and so, you know, in, in, in those middle years, 2015, 16, 17, we were winning a lot, you know, which was good. Um, but we got to get back to those ways too. And so we still got a lot of work, work to be done to get there. So you're going to, you're going to keep doing it. No doubt about it. I mean, 35 is young. I got a few more years for sure. Uh, I just resigned. I resigned for a few more. Um, and then, you know, again, too, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, I got great sponsors at IndyCar, you know, whether it's Fifth Third Bank, whether it's PMC, um, you know, iPacket, which is a great company based out of West Virginia. Um, you know, the list goes on. I mean, we've got great partners that have made this possible. And so it goes both ways, right? You know, I've been with you guys at Reynolds for eight years, uh, maybe more. And, you know, I told them, I want to, you know, I genuinely want to be with you guys till the day I stop. Um, you know, very few drivers get the opportunity to spend that amount of years with one partner. And so that's kind of been my goal. I just want to, United Reynolds is, I know it already sees them all over the place. They're massive, you know, whatever. They are the best company to work with. Um, they're extremely charitable. We give a ton of money back for veterans. And so I just told them, you know, hey, you know, let's, I'd, I'd like to just finish off uh, with you guys. So uh, we kind of align things. We'll see if into the actual end or not. Uh, but there's probably a good chance, you know, that a few more years down the road will be will be it for me. Well, I'll tell you, the first night I ever spent in, in Ohio when we I first moved here, I stayed at a Red Roof Inn because of your dad. <laughs> there you go. And we since didn't have that Red Roof Inn on the side. So it makes a difference. Those things like expel on the side of the Ducati this year and, you know, the, the road guy that, with Corey. I mean, people are going to pay attention to that stuff. So that's Seattle. That's really cool. Yeah. No, we're, we're really, really pumped. And I think, too. You know, we're going to help bring some brands to the forefront of the sport uh, that may have been better the sport in the past that are reinvigorated by things here. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some of those things signed up and get them down. I think, I think it'll be great. You could really save Sean a lot of money if you could bring Diet Mountain Dew into the series. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my <laughs> so, can you do well, it? I don't know about that. I'm going to let him help He'll give it a go. You know, Mountain Dew would make a lot of sense, though. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Anything power scores of Bug America, how they got Mountain Dew would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, Paul, I got one more question. Oh, Sean. We had Josh and Josh Hayes and Cameron go around. You know we don't race on ovals. I can't know the answer to this, but I'm not quite sure, so I'm going to ask you. Do you prefer road, road courses to ovals? Well, there's two sides of this. If you have a good handling race car, you will never have more fun than real oval racing. Oh, never. Okay. Wow. It is, you know, like when I won Texas or when I won Fontana um, or when I should have won the Indy 500 in 2021, we left rear wheel fell off after a pit stop, but we were... Yeah, really in a damn good spot that day. But um, if you have a good handling race time on an oval, it is a blast. 
The flip side of that is it is not a good. <laughs> it is the deadliest thing experience you will ever have. I mean, you know, because you, you're at access on two thirty five and to turn three, and you're just hanging on, and you're just waiting for it to go. You know, you just you're waiting, but you just know. And let me just tell you, even with the safety's gotten better, there's no light impact, right? It's kind of like a motorcycle. Right? I mean, I guess if you if you go aside and you just kind of let the bike go, no, maybe, maybe, but there's no light impact. And uh, you know, I took to get hit by this year, two years ago, there's like 121 Gs or something, and you're like, uh, you know, you just feel it, you feel it, wow. and um, and so so that's kind of my answer. I mean, I'm a road racer at heart, always have been. But if you got a good balanced oval car, it is a freaking blast. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I would prefer to go road racing just because nine times out of ten, you're gonna have a better experience. Um, you know, but they are they they are very different. You know, fundamentally, and and the way that you approach them, the way that you think about racing them, when you see certain guys that are really good on ovals, they you know are willing to take and accept more risks maybe than somebody else. Um, a variety of things that go into that but yeah i mean that's uh that's just cool about any car we see the super speedways we see the short ovals we see through all the time any for a guy or maybe see a short oval that has no banking uh, or very little like like gateway um you know texas isn't on the schedule this year uh, which is kind of okay the crowd is really diminished there um you know but then you go to indianapolis which is kind of its own being completely you know, and then there are other street courses. Um, it'd be pretty cool to see Moto America try to hit up a street course at some point. Obviously, yes. you know, run off and making sure you've got the air walls and all that sort of stuff is critical. Um, and, and the other thing I think it would be awesome to do is to see to see Moto America come together with IndyCar and do a race weekend. I don't see why you couldn't stay. That'd be cool. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity. You know, in Ohio, it'll have be a great opportunity. Obviously, to get a big crowd independently, uh, but still, there's tracks that they can make it happen and be pretty sweet. Yeah, Mid Ohio would be awesome for it. I can't not believe you brought up about the wheel coming off. I never would have brought that up to you, Graham. I never said that. Hi, guys. It's so bad. It's it's so unsuitable. You never know. You never know when you're going to get another chance that good. You know, and obviously that was two years ago. I haven't had a chance that good since. And so, uh, but those things happen, you know, it, it is racing. It is racing. And so, uh, anything which is so drowned. You touched on this at the beginning of the, the podcast when you talked about James Compton and Ben. It takes a team to win. It, the driver is all the time out of it, but it's your team. And, you know, they are the team. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah, that's how, you know, we're trying to give, give our riders the best that we can, we can give them. Um, you know, that's my promise to that. We'll give you guys all the tools you need to be successful. Uh, yeah. It's the way. Dad, Mike, Wally, and everybody else are with our racing and IndyCar. We have all the tools, um, but it's on on down that innovation. They go out and utilize it correctly and, and, and go make it happen. All right, I got to cut you Ohioans off. Is it Ohioans? Ohioans? Ohioans. Ohioans. It's OH. All right, Graham, thank you very, very much for taking the time to, to hang out with us a little bit. And uh, we obviously look forward to, to working with you and the team, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Absolutely. No, thank you guys very much. We can't wait. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Graham.